Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that should come out every week, but we're not all that good at it. I am Graham Brown and I'm here with Kieran Doody. Hiya Graham, how are you? Yeah, great, thank you. And today we're going to be doing a few things. We're 10 games in, so, so we're going to be um, using that football cliche of judging people after 10 games. Uh, we're going to start off by talking about uh, Big Dave, the boss, about how he's doing so far, and then we'll go on to all the players that we signed in the summer um, and what we think of them. Because I mean, it really is a kind of a mixed bag between the sublime and the ridiculous, really, it appears to be to me. Um, but let's start off with Darren Morse. I mean, we sit here top of the league, uh, so that means he's brilliant, doesn't it, Kieran? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's not the finished article, obviously, but um, I think, you know, we could do a lot worse. There's a, there was this slight arrogance, I think, for want of a better word, when we come down, that we'd walk the league, we'd walk every game. Yeah. Um, I think we need to remember that, you know, he's learning on the job. He's got a team that are working on a completely new system. Um, they're in a new league with new challenges. And they're going along, and you know they're doing enough to be top of the top of the league, so it can't be that bad. You know he will have. There will be parts of the season where it goes wrong. I just think Albion fans are quite quick to jump on his throat at the minute. A lot of them, from what you see in fan groups and stuff, give him time and leave him with it. And the longer they work on a new system, the better they'll get. I mean, you know, God help the league when we do actually start playing well. We're <laughs> still top now, and you know we haven't exactly. Set set the league alight really. Apart from, you know, the goals. Well, prepare yourself for. This is. I'm about to probably also probably the most fickle ninety minute ninety seconds uh, that, that I'll ever do in my life. Because we are top of the league. So I'll start off. Yeah, with with my. So so I so, so I started this season by saying that I think if Albion are going to go up this year, it's going to be after they sacked Darren Moore. Um, I, I do think I do think probably I'm in time I have to kind of row back against this but I, I remain I, I, I still have some concerns about him so I'm going to come on to the good things in a minute but I would still I would contest it's still the case that our new management team have never tactically changed a game for the good this season in either 10 league games or any of the um, or any of the cup games I mean I really felt this after Crystal Palace which kind of annoyed me but, but, but I would particularly point at um, Blues in which we were basically machine gun from the start by rolling the ball out and, and kind of give it away. And I found it terrifically concerning that after half-time we didn't do anything about it. And uh, I'd say a similar thing about Middlesbrough. But I've got to have to eat a bit of humble pie. I mean, the truth is, uh, I, don't, I think there's still a lot to be proven. But already you can say, as compared to, let's say, the two that have come down, um, Rowett at Stoke and... Um, Potter at Swansea. He's dealt with huge change better than they have now. It's, we're 10 games in, it's time to judge. And the thing you can say is, you know, it seems imperfect, but he's managed that change, you know. I, th- I don't know whether or not there's some benefit from, from having him at the end of last season and there was already kind of a, a, a kind of a, a, 
the ball was sort of rolling. But I mean, when you think of all the things that to go through, um, for instance, you know, players desperate to leave, the likes of um, of Dawson, which, which you know he's managed that very very well. Um, he, I think he's. I think considering how terrible Albion were last year, given but 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 then under Alan Pardew, I would say in terms of the, the eleven. I've got to give him credit. He's, he's he's kind of turned it around and kept together as well as possible. Um, I think there's been some questionable recruitment, which we'll uh, we'll come to. But exactly what you said, he's brought in a new system. He's managed to embed a new system while getting to the top of the league. I mean, I think I think there's been more than a bit of luck to that. But but uh, but but getting to the top of the league, and you just cannot say that of Gary Rower and uh, and Grandpa, who still haven't sorted out. Uh, there's, uh, there's also the argument that he he stopped the change that like everyone knew the change was coming. He's asked the board to back him in the sense of keeping the bulk of the squad together rather than starting again yeah I don't think that would have happened if if more was, was do you there. think he's asked I, mean, I don't know what that, I that, that might be true I mean I, 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 do, I do feel that Albion's inability to buy and sell in the summer saved us from ourselves because we had better the problem was Pardew the players weren't as bad as they looked yeah and you know keeping the likes of Rodriguez and Dawson and even you know um, yeah, Livermore and uh, even Hagazi they, they, they still are probably better than we were capable of re- replacing them with yeah, um, you know, the, there's this argument that the board didn't back him. I think they did, but in the sense of keeping the yeah. squad he won. I think he did go in and ask, if we can keep the bulk of this squad, we don't need to do that much with it. He's bought youth in, just yeah. to tinker against the core of the squad. And it's worked, worked wonders so far. So. No, we could, it, is, uh, it is uh, quite the thing. But I was saying the other day, I mean, I, maybe this is roasted spectacles, but I was thinking the other, other years when we've gone up, we almost never... Got like mullered, like 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 a re- real real kind of tatering. I I could be wrong, but I don't really remember it under Megs. And certainly, you know, when they dropped down and came back again, I don't really remember it under Mowbray. And, and when I say mullered, I actually mean games we, that we didn't even lose. But I mean, we were we were properly tated against yeah. um against Blues. We we you know, we we just weren't in the game I think at all. That is a con next to his name, really. That he hasn't, you know. There's no plan B, is there at the minute? I don't. I don't I think feel so. Part of the issue is that, you know. The squad we've got, a couple of injuries and we, we are struggling. There's, you know, he's got that starting yeah. 11. I'd say three three subs that are going to be able to drop in. Yeah. That, that would make a difference. And other than that, he hasn't got a lot to work with. Although, on the flip side of that, and again, I've, so I've eaten humble pie and I think, I think, I'm, yeah. I think I've probably under, understated Darren Moore's abilities and certainly kind of the hints of, but what I would say is, the flexibility is there in terms of the personnel. So, you know, so for instance, as I've said on this podcast before, Jay Rodriguez is an exceptional player to link sort of wide midfield and, and, and up front. Uh, Harvey Barnes can play right across the piece. Matt Phillips is, is a phenomenon, really, when you think that he can effectively play in kind of any wide position. And I wouldn't mind betting he wouldn't be bad up front either. We've got such like inbuilt flexibility in this team that we don't use. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, you don't see him move Harvey Barnes during a game. You don't. Oh, Jay Rodriguez fr- frustrates me, and particularly uh, the book, the Middlesbrough games. I think I think some kind of um, tactical uh, ineptitude was exposed a little bit there because they brought on we brought on um, Morrison, and maybe this was, was designed, but I don't think it was. Morrison just is a bit of a deeper lying player than um, Barnes, and it made such a big difference. It was like we had a midfield three rather than a two. I don't know why we can't use Rodriguez more, for instance, like that. I don't know why we can't, you know, at times see an opportunity to move Barnes wider and so on, but we, we don't. Um, and again, it's churlish because we're top of the league, but I think, again, I'd agree with you that the that you don't get a sense of a plan B or, or um, any kind of tactical movement mid-game. Uh, well, the thing is, at the minute, plan A is working, isn't it, on the whole? 
Yeah. So I don't think he's had to change it that much. Um, other than the games mentioned, but you know, nine times out of ten, Albion are in, in control. Really, I mean, uh, they're well concede, but you know they're going to score. I think that's an interesting turn. I feel like Albion are almost never in control. I think they they control the game a lot of the time. Albion weren't in control at Preston. They, they were, scored for large more parts. They were. You felt. You felt. I, 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 sort of felt were, I, mean, yeah. I felt like. I felt like we were more likely to score, but we were dictating the nature of the game. I think it's more the fact that as soon as the opposition have possession. Every Albion fans will win straight away. Yeah, so maybe it's how there, bad yeah. the defence is. I think if you look at the game in general, we do we do seem to con- not control. That's probably the wrong word, but we we don't really seem to be troubled. And then out of nowhere, we concede. That that's the worry at the minute. I think there's a lot of pressure on the front two to keep scoring. If that stops or one of them gets injured, we are in trouble. And I think Moore knows that himself. Well, we'll get out of it. But I mean. Having, I mean, Dwight, I, I, I just couldn't be any happy with Dwight Gatt, which is kind of a, a core part of it. But, so, but anyway, yes, because just to go back on that fifth, kind of, I think Darren Moore's done some things superbly, and I'm really, really, you know, like everyone else, I kind of hope it, uh, hope it works out for him. And um, and it shouldn't be understated that that he's kind of got a uh, the amount of, uh, of sort of unraveling of Alan Pardew's mess that's already now kind of clearly confirmed is is really impressive, really. You know. The, we all we all said at the start of the season how how good Stoke look and that sort of thing, and yet they're still kind of a withering yeah. mess. There's also the argument how we, we're all desperate to see entertaining games with loads of goals. Now we've got it, we want less goals. Yeah, we want to concede. So everyone know, wants to know what we're you got to find a happy medium moment. Yeah, but. So let's talk about the the players. I mean, so, so he, he, we didn't do as much business as we thought we would, but I mean, we are we we do see the um, impact of. Um, of the recruitment on the team, and we'll should we loosely go for it in terms of their um, yeah. cost? Let's do it that way. So that would start, I think, with Sam Johnston. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, what do you think? I think coming in after Ben Foster, I think people realise now how good a keeper he was. Yeah. Um, we do miss his commanding presence. The back, the back three now. I do think they'd play a lot better with him behind them. Um, with Sam Johnson now, I do think over time he'll get better. Um, we saw at Villa actually both seasons he started really slowly. Yes, that's right. And the more he plays, I just think you know he's still quite young. Maybe he just needs to get that consistency from the day dot in the season. But you know he is getting a lot better than the first couple of games. He didn't look comfortable at all, did he? He was no. weak on his right hand side, and he just wasn't commanding the defenders. But He's just getting. He seems to be getting more confident as the weeks go by. And he, to be honest, he's you know one of the better keepers in the league, if not the best. It's boring. This because I think he, I think exactly what you think. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think this. You know, it, Ben. It was always going to be you know following Ben Foster is always going to be like the guy who followed Alex Ferguson at Man United. Really, he's yeah. the best goalkeeper we've ever had. And it so happens he's been played out because I mean he's playing great for Watford and getting kind of na- nas- yeah. national plaudits for him. No, I agree, and I think. Sam Johnson, because I mean, a lot of these things are really about person. He seems to have the right kind of personality to be a commanding goalkeeper. I just think you know, he's a young man who's got a um, you know with, yeah. with new defenders in front of him. So that's kind of got a bed in. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, I think Sam, I think exactly Sam Jim. I think in time he'll he'll prove to be a good signing. I think, but he wasn't a terrific signing. Yeah, I remember um, I remember some fallout when we pointed out his uh, his flaws when he played for Villa at the start of the season yeah. once or twice. <laughs> uh, so next, I guess in that line, actually, if we talk about cost. Go on, Bartley. Uh, yes, I've got some stuff to say about Bartley. Mm. Uh, what do you think? See, Bartley's—he's—he's um, he's a middle of the road kind of signing, isn't he? He's not setting it alight, but at the same time, he's not noticeably worse than the players alongside him. 
I wouldn't say so. Really? Not really. Um, I do think, you know, himself, you know, he's never played in a three in his career. If you look back, he's always on the other side of the back four as well, to what he's playing at West Brom. Oh, right, yeah. So I do think he's, you know, he's learning as he goes as well a little bit. You know, he just seems, to, he doesn't read the game as, he, I think we've been spoiled really. We've watched Evans, who was really calm and saw things before they happened. Yeah. You know, and we now we can see <laughs> how good they were. And Bartlett, you know, he's not the worst defender, but he's looking worse because of what we're used to over the last few seasons. Well, I would say the one thing you can say for Carl Bartley is he makes her girls who look good. Uh, <laughs> I have I have nightmares about Bartley. I hate how much he holds people's shirts through the game. I hate it. Yeah, that and the is, second that we bad. get a penalty for that, I'm going to go absolutely spare because <laughs> he's so obviously coming. Yeah. Um, I can't stand that. I, I think exactly what he said. He, he doesn't seem to be able to read the, 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 the game. And I don't really buy the three. I get the three-man defence, and I get that it's new and that sort of thing. But, I mean, actually, I, I feel like he'd be more exposed in a two because yeah. he doesn't read the game. At, le- at least there's someone behind him. Um, I'm worried about Bartley. And I, mean, I was worried about it from when we signed him, really, because I felt like, why were Swansea set, selling their third-choice centre-half when they, signed, when they also sold their first or second choice? Clearly, they would have needed... Like, but, yeah, they sold, they sold Mawson and Fernandez in there. Yeah. Why did they let him go? And I feel like there is no name because he's just not that good. Um, I really hope to be proven wrong about this, but, but I, I worry about Bartley. And, and to the extent, well, we, we've, we've spent hours slagging off the guards on this, but now, yeah. if Alvin would sign another, you know, if they're getting James Collins or someone on a free, it would be Bartley I'd want to leave, not Hagazi. I, yeah. I, 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 I never thought I'd say that, but I do agree with you. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, to, uh, Clark, if you'll say it, it must be true. So, <laughs> he's, he what, what do you think? It, you got, that's, that, that's a sub question Bartley or Hagazi? <sighs> See, over the last few weeks, Agassi does seem to be improving, doesn't yes, he? Yes, I think so, yeah. I think there's been a lot of work. Uh, yeah, Bartley would probably be the one you'd have to drop, wouldn't it, at the minute? I think so. And like you say, Just, I mean, to be fair, the thing I do agree about is that kind of natural balance. I mean, they, they could really do with, a, um, with someone more comfortable on that side. Do you not think, like, Adara Bayer would be a better fit than Bartley as well? Given that, you know, he's a, he's a ball-playing defender, isn't he? He's I, I guess, although he hasn't, he, he hasn't seized his opportunities terrifically in, um, no. in the Cup games. I, mean, I, I, I really think, I really, really think, I, I assume that the, the, the signing of Sacco is about concerned about Barnes going and blah, blah, blah. But I really find it incredible, really, that they're bringing in players, you know, uh, Houlihan and, and who I think is a good sign, get me wrong, and Sacco, which is fine, do it. But I find it amazing that someone, anyone can be looking at Albert's games and thinking, what we really need to do is bring on, is someone to bring on for, for Harvey Barnes. When yeah. um, we've got you know, one, arguably two centre-halves that play every second of every game that are very, very questionable. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, 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 I would be surprised if there wasn't a free transfer defender out there that isn't better than Carl Bartley, personally. Who would, who would that James be? Collins, I would say. Do you think so? Yeah. I Look, think, I think Carl Bartley slow, looks terrible. Though. If you think of the amount of times Albert end up facing their own goal, yeah, it'd be very slow. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, certainly, well, no, I don't know. It's very easy to say, and, uh, and everyone, and it has been well said that McCauley would make a better fist of it. But oh yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like he would. Anyway, I, I, I think Bartley's got everything to prove um, personally. Yeah. So let's go next to Harvey Barnes. So what do you think of him? He's just a revelation. It's going to be heartbreaking watching him go back to yeah. Leicester. He is. You know, he's the most exciting player since, I'd say, Jason Kumas, easily. Yeah. We haven't had a player like that for a while, really. No. I mean, we've had technically gifted players. We've had, you know, exciting players to watch, but someone that picks up the ball and just charges through defenders, we haven't had that for years, and it's just, he's great to watch. I don't think many people have him. You know, he's, yeah. he's a real, I mean, it's inc- what a, what, what a fortunate a loan, really. 
if you think of how Leicester's midfield could look unbelievable in five years, if you look at the young players they've got alongside him as well. Yeah. It's just a shame he's not our player, but we are going to miss him next season either way. Well, or later, because I, mean, I do January, I look at Leicester yeah. and I think, you know, for instance, I see how much time Ian Acho spends in the Leicester team, and I think, well, and why would you have Ian Acho in this team when you've got Harvey Barnes and, uh, yeah. Yeah, available to you? I, I, I am worried about him going back in January. I mean, I, yeah, easy to record. I mean, I. I Everyone makes the Jason Kumas comparison, and I've got lots and lots and lots of time for, for Kumas. But I mean, even the difference between um, already Barnes is sort of highlighting himself as someone with greater consistency than Kumas ever really had as well. Yeah. You know, in the, of, the, of the you know, if you take if you take the friendliness on, he's played replayed thirteen or fourteen games. Yeah. He drifts in and out. He, he, he ends games worse than he starts them. But I mean, he's pretty consistent. He does put a lot of yardage in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's proper. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, the, and I mean, yeah, to to to, to reverse, but bringing in Hulahan to uh, to replace him is really he's, he's an astute kind of move as well. But no, yeah, he's superb. I just almost wish. Right, like, I, I, I don't know whether or not you start to do this on the weekend. I look at, uh, and this happens. I think, why did Leicester do? And I mean, this is thinking. Well, I wish Leicester would win every single game <laughs> so that they don't feel that they need him back. Definitely. I mean, it's going to be. I suppose well, there's, here's the next sub question, and I asked this to a for, prominent Villa fan the other day who gave the right answer. Who's a better player now? Grealish or Barnes? Barnes, definitely. After uh, Grealish, obviously, con- Grealish controls games, but he he slows the game down as well. Yes, yes, is what I've noticed. Uh, he doesn't have goals and assists to his game either, really. Barnes is easily better. He, yes. he has goals, assists. He never slows it down. If anything, he'll drag the game by the scruff of the neck if it's slow, and he'll drag the ball straight up to the forwards and. He's, he, I think he's head and shoulders above Grealish. Now, I'd agree. I'd say Grealish is a player who will probably play for England one day. I'd say Harvey Barnes is an Definitely. England player of the future. Definitely. It's like that Lukaku uh, Benteke argument Villa and Albin had years ago, isn't it? And although we didn't, uh, it's the same scenario. We didn't own Lukaku, but he's ended up being yeah. a better player. And it's Superb loan he is. So, I said briefly, I mean, he is not my list actually, but uh, uh, Hulahan? What do you think? Um, I wouldn't say we've seen enough of him yet to make a proper. Assessment, um, but he does. He seems quite bright actually when he's come on, doesn't he? He's, you know, he's put. Per- like you said, he's perfect for when Barnes is, you know, knackered towards the end of the game. Which and is most off, games, I think, think he offers more control in a game. I yeah, think, I think you, you know, you, he's he's a player who's, who's capable of keeping the ball. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, Barnes is a. He's got sort of barnstorm. You know, he's constantly getting forward and that sort of thing. You know, and, and often Albin are kind of perhaps winning at that point. Who yeah. has quite a calming influence yeah, to is. bring on. He's he's quite he's diverse. You know, it's diversity as well again, isn't it? Because he can play across that three really. Yeah. If he had to, and is you know, I think that's a very clever signing actually. I know, yeah. I know a lot of people was a bit, you know, downhearted with it, but he's. If you think of the impact, he's not going to start games. I don't think. No. But as an impact sub, he's he's one of the best subs you could. Yeah. Wish to bring on. No, it's it's a, it's a good signing. So where do we go next? Uh, Townsend. We paid money for him. Let's go for him. Uh, what do you think of uh, of him? The, the Blues game stands out, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I was having an argument on Twitter, actually. I do think that Jota was that good that game. I think even Gibbs might have struggled with his movement. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, the, it wasn't you know, the best game to come in and show how you, how you could fit in. But he's, uh, I think he's a work in progress again, isn't he? He's like a lot of the signings. He's a young player that you know, Moore's going to have to work with mm-hmm. over a couple of years to see... To see the player he's he sees because we can't see it at the minute, obviously. No, but you know he's not he's not terrible. I think his positioning's still off, but like most young players, 
he doesn't anticipate you know the next phase of play as well as Gibbs but that's to be expected but if you know on the ball genuinely one on one situations he's, pretty, he's been pretty strong when yeah. he's played so you know he's not you know, he's not going to start, but he's a decent player to I have. I think it's a bit unfortunate that you know that there's, there's a there was a high high profile you know televised pro- error yeah. that he had. Whereas actually, I mean, he's looked good on the in, in the league cup games. He's looked kind of solid. He, look, he yeah. looks like he he's decent on the ball. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't think I don't think Tanzan's ever going to play a lot of games for Albion, but but I, I I'm not at the point yet now where I where I would absolutely fear a Gibbs injury. I kind of feel like he's a yeah. he looks okay, and I think I'd have, I would think he'd kind of grow into the team. On the other side, then, so we've seen a little bit now of Mears. Uh, what do you think of Mears? Uh, Mears, he's just a signing to, you know, for numbers, isn't he, really, until January, I think. He's not. Especially the way we're playing now, I don't think you can expect Mears to do, go up and down that line the way Phillips does. No. Um, I think if he plays, sen- the sensible thing to do would to drop into a back forward. Eh? Yes, oh, I thought exactly Which... the same. <laughs> Moore just seems adamant he's not going to do so uh, I'm not sure you know he, he'll do for now but I don't think he's he's someone that's going to feature a lot this season what I think I, I would be I, I had no problem you know Phillips, Phillips was injured on the weekend I don't know how long he's injured for but bringing him in for an away game uh, I think it's kind of acceptable I don't want to ever see me as play right wing back at home for the Albion you know with, <laughs> with, with teams like, like relinquishing um Possession. He, he just hasn't got the engine to be getting up and down. And, and I, mean, I don't know yet, but I guess when he got, he probably hasn't got the quality to deliver it really anyway. I'd like, I'd want to see, you know, if, if Phillips is injured for for uh, you know for Reading at home, yeah. I'd rather see Edwards playing there than I would Mears. I don't, I don't right. think Albion can afford to because he's a defender. I don't think Albion can be afford to run five defenders at home mm. against teams like Reading. Really, I think that the, the obvious thing to do is to just have a plan B, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, I do think. To be honest, in the back four, I think it'd be okay. But I just the way we're playing at the minute, I don't see how he can play there comfortably. Say three, three games. No, in a week. no, it's it's. There's a, no way he won't be able to do it. It's a, you, you look at the matter about the traffic that um, uh, Phillips gets for. I mean, yeah. he's he's incredible. No, I'd I'd, uh, I'd agree. I mean, it's a signing they were kind of forced into, but. Um, yeah, yeah, January January's fine for him. And that leaves uh Adara Bayer, um, who we've seen a little bit of. Um did I should we be seeing any more of him, do you think? I think we will see a bit more of him. Um I think he seems to be a player that would suit the system that we're using at the minute. Yeah. Um the problem is obviously he hasn't got that much experience as at the you know, the like the men's game. He's played a lot of under twenty one for Man City but I don't know if more more is confident in playing him against, you know, like a big striker like Jordan Hugel or someone like that. Yeah. Maybe he'd struggle. But in terms of when we've, the, our problem is a lot of the time we might cause our own problems playing out from the back. I think he'd be a lot more comfortable doing it. I don't actually see the Palace game. I don't. I don't know how how um, how he performed. But I didn't get the impression that he was um, he was particularly strong in that game. Yeah. Uh, so you know. He, you kind, of, kind of need to take the opportunity when it gets there. I mean, yeah. I mean, as we've already established, I feel, I feel like there's a spot in that uh, in that back line. Um, and I mean, on the face of it, you know, he's a big lad. Mm. He's uh, and you know, if you play next to Dawson and Hagar's, you've got kind of physicality there. So that, there's that opportunity. It might, um, it might be like a proactive option, like rather than you know losing out to possession. If you play someone that can play the ball, and then you've got Hagar's and Dawson either side. Yeah. Maybe it's cancelling out them them errors. 
but you know you'll never know and it's a big gamble to take in the league isn't it so I don't know yeah I can't see more taking it but I don't know it, it, it might be a good option later on in the season I mean it's certainly you know if we're, if we're rating signings it's it's obvious that we that we needed another centre half and yeah. I'd, I'd go further so we probably needed another one still yeah you know really you know, when you think about kind of other positions you, yeah you've got two men for a position well we have four centre halves four three positions don't we <laughs> um yeah, I mean, what, what else? Oh well, I guess field they're dropping a bit, but that's uh, that's sort of it. Um, yeah, so 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 it's a kind of a, oh no, we haven't. Have we even Dwight talked about Gale. Dwight Gale? We haven't. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> God, do I love Dwight Gale? So well, let me. I'll go first. Um, what an incredible signing, Dwight Gale! I, I I mean, I really wish that we got him. Um, I, can't, I can't believe he's always been this good. I feel like he must have come on. He's, he's right at the kind of the peak of his career. I can't believe Newcastle would knowingly let a player of this quality go. I can't believe other teams in the Premier League wouldn't have wanted to sign him. Yeah. And they get the, it, there's so many impressive things about him. He, he, he creates a penalty every other game for us. Yeah. He scores all sorts of goals. He scored poachers goals. He scored free kicks. He's, he scored goals where he drops deep and gets involved. He's, he runs he's, he's absolute heart out runs the channels really really smartly I mean, he actually makes Joe Rodriguez look lazy he's that <laughs> he's, uh, he's that kind of uh, kind of busy he seems like a good personality around the, the team and he's the difference oh, I think the, the Albion are top because of Dwight Gale he's the difference I seem to remember someone oh um, uh, they said it after the Stoke I don't know whether it was Rowett or someone else that the difference between Albion and Stoke was Gale and I feel like that's the difference in all the time you know the, the, it, it's small margins really isn't it you know it's 11 men on 11, but our 11 includes Dwight Gale, and if you give him a chance, he'll score it. He's very... He, that, that thing I was saying before about the, the variety of goals, he, he started to remind me of Kevin Phillips, and that's mm. sort of the peak of what you can do for me, really. <laughs> you know, I, I, I striker, you just feel like, just give him the ball in the right place, and he'll do the right thing. You might not always be, he'll work the keeper, or he'll, he'll, he'll take it on a winner. He, he doesn't make bad decisions, I don't think. Yeah. Um, he's got... Honestly, I, I just can't see what Newcastle were thinking letting him go. No. I mean, they've got Rondon's injured now, isn't it? And you know, they're the way they're struggling for goals. They let Mitch Rich go to Fulham as well. I just don't understand what they were thinking. No. And you've got Gales come down, and he is by far the best. Well, him and Rodriguez are by far the best strikers in that league, and he's, he makes Rodriguez a better player. Yeah. Because of all the running he does, he set the amount of, of assists he makes. You know, he, he, he makes, he scores so many goals, but the difference he makes in bringing the midfield and strikers together is, it's exactly what we needed last season. And how he hasn't, I don't know what's happened in terms of the, because I know he was, he was standout when Newcastle got promoted as well in this league, but what's happened that he hasn't made it in the Premier League, I really don't Well, understand. like I said, I, I'm he's certain he must be a better player now than he was. Yeah, you know, a year or two. He, must, he just absolutely must. I know confidence helps strikers, but I even think because the thing I thought about is that Gale's career has gone downhill because he's one of these players like um, like Darren Bent and Michael Owen that can only really play up, up, up front with another man, which of course he does for Albion. But I don't actually think he can only do that. I, I think his his movements so astute and he's quite strong. I think he could. He wouldn't be dreadful playing behind a striker he wouldn't be awful playing alone it, it would limit him to a certain extent be so much and I mean Mitrovic they cover such great Mitrovic and Gale being incredible. it must be so annoying they'd be an That's, amazing strike force I really don't see what they <laughs> they brought themselves that club because how they've let Gale go uh, he must have been one of those players you know you have a player at a club where you know he just doesn't seem to be the manager's first choice no matter what he does I think that's 
you know, Gale absolutely ripped this league apart for Newcastle. Yeah. And he's doing it again. He's that good. He's so far ahead of anyone in this league that how he's not a Premier League striker, I don't know. Yeah. And I think if we don't, say if Albion don't go up this year, he's definitely getting interest from the Premier League. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. And I think we might have a good chance of keeping him, actually. I'm absolutely, look at the way I'm that thrilled that there's no recall on him because yeah. you feel like that would kind of definitely happen. I mean, run them for Gale. <laughs> You know, oh, and, and, and every week we get paid 40 grand a week for that to happen it's, yeah um, it's ridiculous it it's, really it's brilliant and, I, and I'm really really chuffed with that sign I was I, I was not massively carried away kind of when it happened I was I sort of felt like um, uh, like Stoke were doing kind of bigger business but god how wrong was I I mean he's he's a cut above everything in this league including um yeah, players now. And, I, and I've already got this kind of confidence with you. Know, Barnes, it's almost like you're so good, this can't carry on. I mean, I'm starting to think you can, <laughs> but you know, but, but you know, this, is, this seems um, too much. Whereas yeah. Gail, I just, like I said, Phillips, I just feel like just put him, give him the ball in the right place and he'll put it in the back yeah, of the net. Yeah, just changes games on his own, doesn't it? I think. Thank God for that. Well, uh, well so, so don't, th- th- there's the answer to the question can I still moan when we're top of the league I can <laughs> but, uh, but I think overall you know, it's, it's, been, um, it's been some decent business and I think the point that you made earlier on that uh, probably the board at this point deserve a bit of credit yeah. for not, not getting carried away I mean, I've said on this podcast before I, I saw 15 coming in and 15 going out this summer well that didn't happen and it wasn't the worst thing, you know. Gibbs looks. If we'd signed a player of Gibbs, like Gibbs, if we'd signed Gibson Phillips over the summer, yeah. we'd be talking about how brilliant a signings they were. You know, Dan Dawson still got still um, got to kind of settle into the team, but we wouldn't have recruited better than him. And, and I'll give you Kyle Bartley as an example why we wouldn't recruit better than him. They've done they've done some good business, you know. Yeah. They, 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 on the face of it, it's, you know, that signing thirty plus players in the um, you know who are out of contract looks like kind of the move of a panicky side and it probably is but there's some argument to say for the greater good you know we do have Jake Livermore we do have uh, Joe Rodriguez we do have Higazi to some extent and that settled a spine that looked like it was going to fall apart I think you you know it's more every fan wants to see a load of signings come in but the way the club have gone about this relegation is you know a testament to them really I think you know there's no way we'd have formed a better side than what we had coming down no and the fact that they've kept I know you know fans wanted to see more back into well the thing that signing players was backing more but I think keeping the bulk of that squad was all the backing more needed really and I think I think everyone's starting to realise that now because that even when we're not playing well we're better than most teams in this league and I think you know it's going to take we are going to need to sign players in January because we just haven't got the depth to go for the full championship season. Yeah. We've been lucky with injuries. But as it stands, I think we'll be in a solid position in January to sign them, those players. And I think you know, the, the club in general is just doing everything right at the minute, which is what they needed to do after the last couple of years. And what do you think about the league? I mean, I keep, I keep saying this to Robert and to Villa fans in the office. This league's... <laughs> It's not as good as I remember it being, I don't think. And I find it. I almost, I almost wonder how, how Villa are managing to lose so many games. Um, there's just. There's a quali- The quality isn't. You're expecting the quality to be there with the, the team sheets that you see, but they're just. No. I think this, it's a very defensive league, actually, as well. Like, there's not many teams that will attack you like Albion do. Um, I mean, look at Villa now, they're, they're suffering from. But they're even like. They're not, I've got to feel like they're not tactically defensive, you know, like, take, like. Really, I, I thought this year Albion would probably 
might even do better away from home when team was some onus on teams to come at them. We've got yeah. so many goal scoring threats and, and a bit of pace that we do. But actually, we, we're not struggling to break teams. I never yeah. thought we wouldn't break down Millwall. You know, it took a little bit of time, but I just knew we would. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we also kind of managed to concede. But yeah, it's not as. Um, maybe it's eight years in the Premier League has done it, but there's, there's, there's some things to get at at every Championship club, isn't there? Oh, definitely. And I think well, Albion included, really. Yeah. yeah. The back yeah. line, so. Like we knew at the beginning of the season, it's it's going to be a wide open league, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's even you know there's a meltdown across the road at Villa now, and they're only four points behind us, and we're yeah. top of the league. So, and where are they? Thirteenth. So it's going to be a long season, and I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah, I mean, yep, uh, yep. Long may continue with Alan Pardew nowhere near the Hawthorns. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's, well, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll uh, we will uh, knowing us probably not be back next week, but at some stage we'll be back again for another Woodman Corner. Yeah.